0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast, so it's just little old me. The games, movies, TV, something from the week, uh, you know how it goes now. So uh, yeah, here we go, this is CookieCast, Darkest Timeline podcast. Right then, waited for all the uh, noises that the laptop was making to stop, and then it made more. So I'm glad I waited an extra moment. Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Cookie. Apparently my laptop has decided to turn into an airplane and try to take off. I'm sure you can hear that at this point in time. Breaking news, at this point I'm not drinking an energy drink or a cup of coffee. Not because I've seen the error of my ways and decided to have a life-changing uh, moment. I've already had an energy drink and I didn't feel like I needed another one. I have juice made by my own fair hands. So there's that. Um, In some ways this is what might be considered a slow news week, um, what some of you might not be able to believe, I don't have anything to talk about, that's not to say I am not have to talk about, I mean, nothing's happened in the last week where I've gone, that's a podcast, subject, um, the uh, you know, I got to today and I was like, I don't really have anything, so then I started like, you know, square peg round hole situation. I was like, well, there was that that happened, there was that that happened, there was that that happened, but it was all you know, often it's stuff that I bitch about. Um, I don't have anything to bitch about, that's not true. I've got lots of stuff to bitch about, nothing you'd want to listen to. Um, I've got stuff, you know, I've got stuff to talk about, like the review stuff, the, the games, the movies, the TV shows, things like that, um, there's like podcast business I could talk about, uh, we could talk about how much the Americans love the podcast, I know that's been a thing for a while, but it's like a major thing these days, um, I could tell you some of the podcasts I've been listening to recently that I've been really into, um, but I thought what I might try is just going, no, we're not doing that this this week. What we're going to do is we're just going to talk about the uh, the reviews. It, it, I, I'm aware it sounds, it sounds like I've, I haven't done anything. It's been an incredibly busy week. Like, super busy. Like, the weekend was non-stop. Um, what was that? Last week was like... Each day there was something that needed doing. Um, Double podcasts, as always. My podcast. um, Various different jobs and bits and bobs. Um, Went swimming twice last week. I'm not saying that as an achievement. I'm just saying, you know, stuff happened. It was a busy week. Um, But, for whatever reason, I haven't got a... Oh, here's something I want to talk about. So, straight to the list, kids. Can you believe it? Straight to the list. There's a few things on the list. Not a shed load. A couple of things people might not be overly interested in. Um, i got a weird one. I've been talking about Daybreak last week. I can only presume I hadn't finished it. It was last week where I had two episodes left. The weirdest thing is... that I feel like I've talked about it. I feel... like I remember... reviewing it. But the issue I've got is it's on my list. So is that. That I've written it on there. Not realising that I've already reviewed it. Or is it. Because at the last point in time. I had two episodes left. And I've now finished it. That's annoying. I finished Daybreak. I feel like I talked about this. This is the issue. With having a terrible memory. Um, I finished Daybreak. Daybreak for those of you who don't know is Netflix original series based on a comic book. Um, I have talked about it already. I know that much. I don't know if I've given my final review. I feel like I did. If I find that I have, I'll edit this out. So you don't have to listen to it again. the juice. Um, It was good. It was really good. Um, had a surprise ending, which is uh, which is nice because uh, it was it was a, a surprise. Um, as a program, I had a few twists and turns. Kind of nice to see Matthew Broderick return to the screen. Um, also nice to for, to see him play a uh, different character to what you, you might have seen him. Playing previously, um, it was good. It was it was a good show. It was really good. Um, it's definitely one that I would recommend people check out. Um, you see, at this point in time, I'm now going. If I've already reviewed it, I don't want to review it. But if I haven't reviewed it, um, I'm not doing it justice, am I? Oh dear, that's that's not good. Um, daybreak. Go and watch it. Give it a whirl. It's ten episodes. What What you got to lose? Other than time. Um, I needed a TV show to move on to. Which is kind of the way that works. You guys know I like to bring you the uh, the TV show sort of stuff. Um, one of those is not super current and it's not a you can't put it on you can't put on netflix well no that's not true you can put it on netflix because i believe it is on netflix however this series isn't um so i started watching series 3 of ash versus the evil dead um so This is one of those. I bought it. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I bought it on Blu-ray. Now then. Was it when I was... uh, So... Could be like ten months ago. I bought it. It sat on a table uh, in in the living room for a, for what is uh, like ten months, and it was always a oh one you know, I must get round to watching that I must get round to watching that I must get round to watching that. Uh, no surprises. Why we're we talking about it at this point in time? Never did. Um, however, as a right jobs for this week, I've had a I've had a to do list. I was supposed to do one day like two weeks ago, Um, and it took me two weeks to do the to do list. Uh, And one of the last sort of things was right when I finish Daybreak, I'm gonna start Ash vs. the Evil Dead series 3. I now then I put the second disc on today. I think that's another one that's like 10 episodes. So I'm going to go out on and let them say there's probably five episodes on the first disc. Uh, and I'll put the second disc on. Don't think I finished the episode I've been watching. So I'm so far through. Let's go with episode six. Not much left. I believe. Now then let me have a look because I believe that it was cancelled So episodes thirty so yeah three series So that means that do do do, do, do. Uh, it was cancelled either before Series 3 started or during Series 3 or after it finished. Who knows? Uh, but it was cancelled. It's one of those. It was on Stars, which I don't know how American TV works over. I know that there was this influx of uh, not. TV channel, I don't, like I say, I don't know how it works, but, um, Ashley's Evil Dead was on Stars. I think they've had um, a handful of series and I think they've been a bit hit and miss um so the reason I know that it got cancelled there are no more series after series 3, is I saw that Bruce Campbell had posted saying that he was hanging up the chainsaw and he will no longer play the part of Ashley Williams. Uh, so that kind of... don't know what will happen from there. Um, obviously we've had an Evil Dead remake with a female lead, so maybe they'll just take it down the route of rebooting, recasting, and, and that sort of stuff. Um for those of you that don't know, Ash vs the Evil Dead is a TV series that's come off the back of the Evil Dead movies, uh, Evil Dead 1, 2 um, and Army of Darkness. Um, Same character, which is Ash, and putting him back into that world X number of years later. the first episode was like, it was done by Sam Raimi, who did the films originally, um, and then it's been sort of handed over, over to other people to do, they, I admit, I, I will admit that they're doing a very good job of, um, sort of keeping in the theme, keeping in the vein of the, um, of the Sam Raimi stuff, especially like the, later stuff, the Army of Darkness, um, And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's been... It's been a good series. Uh, They've introduced characters. Like, TV shows always sort of have these, like... Like a... I don't know, like a gang. There's, like, three of them in this. And every now and then they'll add more, like, supporting characters who, you know, come in and go out and stuff. Um, It's got... Oh, now what is her name? Um. Oh, man. Xena. What was her name? Uh. Lucy Lawless. Jesus. Um. She's got Lucy Lawless in, and she's been in all three series. Anyway. Um. Series 3. I would say it's it's established, it's embedded. You've got Ash, you've got these supporting characters, um, and then we've got these other supporting characters that uh, ones just come into this series, that sort of thing. It's enjoyable. It's sort of you know it's it's for TV, so you've got like the the swearing and the stuff in it. Um, it had uh, in series two. It had Lee Majors in Series 2 as Ash's dad. Now that right there is some exceptional casting. Um, And then he has been in a couple of episodes in Series 3. Great casting, that. Absolutely nailed on. Lee Majors is great. I used to love the Fall guy. Um... So that is what I'm watching at the moment. I'm watching Ash Ash vs. the Evil Dead series 3. In series 2, there was the standard episode... That any, to be fair, long-running TV series... That has... It's usually a superhero TV show... Will do the... Main character is actually crazy... And they live in a mental asylum... And all of the world that you've been watching... For X number of series... Is in the person's head because they're crazy, and then it always turns out to be um, some you know some evil villain has cast a spell on them. Although I believe when they did it in the Buffy episode, and and when they did it in Buffy, they actually did the it was real, like she was crazy and she was. In an insane asylum. And the world that you'd been watching all the time. Was just in her head. Um, But don't quote me on it. I might be wrong. Uh, So in series 2 they did that. Asher versus the Evil Dead. And there was a puppet. Called Ashy Slashy. So while I'm watching series 3. I was like oh man. I really want an Ashy Slashy puppet. Because. Anybody who watches the podcast. Not this one. Any of the others though. Well, maybe no, might have seen that. I've got a um, angel puppet from the TV series Angel. Um, it's quite big. It's probably two two and a half foot. And I was like, "Oh man, you know what? would go great with that, like an Ashy Slashy puppet." I was like, "Let me just have a little look and see." So you know, went on Amazon as you do. Had a little look. In you can in fact buy. Not one, but two different versions of the Ashy Slashy Puppet. One is the puppet version of Bruce Campbell, or Ash, actually. Um, it's like a little guy. He's got a chainsaw. The other version is the demonic version of the puppet, teeth and the and the and the eyes and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, man, that's cool. Um, at sixty quid a pop, I will not be getting an ashy slashy puppet unfortunately uh, it's just one of those things there's absolutely no way in the world I can justify £60 for a puppet that will sit on a shelf Um, which is one of those I hate to think how much Angel cost but different times and all that Um, I imagine I'll get Ice vs. the Evil Dead finished up this week. Although, very much like last week, this week is a busy week. Um, tomorrow, not so much, but Wednesday, busy. Thursday will be busy. Friday. Oh, no, actually, tomorrow is busy. I'm, I'm telling horrible lies. Tomorrow's a busy one. Wednesday's a busy one. Thursday's a busy one. Friday. <coughs> might not be. I don't know what's happening on Friday. Hmm. Not important. So, that is the TV. Covered. Done and dusted. Now then, for those of you who are a fan of the podcast, and I mean this podcast, you might know that there's a certain type of movie I am a fan of. That type of movie you might not be a fan of. If that is the case, you might want to skip ahead. So I'll tell you what it is. I am a fan of a DC animated movie every now and then. And you might not be. Uh, If that's the case, I would jump forward about... Four minutes, let's say. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try and stick to four minutes, shall we say. Use the option to just skip. Like 30 seconds at a time. And see if I'm still talking about this film. Um, so I wanted to watch. There are, there, I've got a list of films. i kind of like to see. DC animated movies. Um, every now and then I get bought one. Uh, and I, I do enjoy to watch them. I'll watch them. I'll give them a rewatch every now and then. Um, they kind of fall into my category of. Easy watching. Um, you know. You don't have to put a lot of thought into watching them. Uh, although every now and then they do surprise you. Um, so one of the ones on the list that I'd fancied watching was The the Flashpoint Paradox. I believe it's called. Now I'm doing that. Do I need to look it up quickly to just make sure? But I know I already looked it up. Flashpoint Paradox is uh, a DC animated movie um which works on the principle that it's a flash based story um but a a flash that is a member of the justice league so there are other um justice league characters in it but it is also based in the principle that um the flash has the ability or one of the abilities the flash can do is he can um You travel through time, because you can break the time barrier. Um, I think this has come up a fair few times before, in various different things, comics, um, TV series, etc, etc. And, um, you see, this is the thing. I had a way that I could have watched it, that was definitely, totally legitimate. Um, when I went to actually sit down and watch it, I couldn't do that. For whatever reason, the search function was returning an answer. When I went on to the answer, it was like, nah mate, don't know what you're on about. It's like, cool. Tried a th- few other things, some things worked, some things didn't, was like, great, can't watch that. That was like a good source for watching the DC animated stuff without having to pay for it. Um so, I'm like, how can I do this? So I'm like, hang on a minute. Pretty sure I've watched entire films on YouTube before in like five-minute clips. So if you if you're lucky and you Google the usually animated movies, if you go uh, not Google, if you YouTube, the name of the film that you want to watch, animated, like I say, then put full movie after it sometimes you're really lucky and somebody has just basically uploaded a movie in snippets to youtube which you would you would think would get copyright struck but it doesn't i don't know why um I, i've done this before i watched <coughs> i watched the shazam movie an animated Shazam movie, a little while ago, and I watched the whole thing on YouTube, just one Saturday afternoon, and it was, I started watching like the first clip, and I was like, cool, but then it automatically played the next one, and after a while I was like, has somebody uploaded the entire film? And the answer was yes. Um, the problem with it is that, sometimes the uh, it gets a bit sketchy, you also have to jump around a bit, with to, to watch them, sometimes you have to skip, like the first, like it's a five-minute video, but you have to skip the first three minutes to watch the next bit where you're up to and stuff. Sometimes they have little break, like advert break type things. Um. So the issue with this one was, I'm pretty sure I've missed the crucial, the crucial part of the film where basically the flash goes back in time. And changes something. Now, here's the thing: either they show him thinking about it, or they just glossed over it to keep the suspense. Or the version I was watching had it had it missing. Because uh, there's a conversation right at the end where, like, two characters are trying to piece together what happened. And one of them's like, oh, you know, you know what happened. And he's like, I don't know what happened. What happened? And he's like, well, you you, you changed the past. How did I change the past? Um, no guesses who one of the characters was. Um, oh, well, you did this. You know what you did. And he's like, oh, I did that. But to me, I don't remember seeing that bit. I don't remember that bit being in it. So it might have been that I missed it or it was glossed over or whatever. Anyway one of the things about a lot of the DC animated stuff now is that they've realised that the people that do the DC animated stuff have obviously realised that it's not necessarily for kids Um, so this one in particular, I wouldn't have shown this to a child it was quite brutal in a lot of places um There's also some rude stuff in it. Ooh. Um but yeah, it was quite brutal. There was like there was a bit where a character got the head cut off. And then they like showed another character like holding the head up and stuff. I was like, this is not not necessarily for kids. Um so that's kinda you know, for me as an adult, as a fan. Uh yes, it's animated, but I always say there's a lot more you can do with animation than you can with Live action stuff. I'll always take the time to watch this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. It was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the film. Um, it's one of those. I know that I'm a bit like. You know. I watched it for free. Um, but I act- I would actually consider picking this one up. Because it's one I would watch again. Um, it's currently in my Amazon basket. The Blu-ray is in my Amazon basket. Um it's a little bit pricey, um, but I think it's fairly new. One of those things, I don't mind paying for these films. I don't want to pay too much for them. They're sometimes they're a little hit and miss and their rewatchability is sometimes not o- overly great. to be fair I have watched a few that I haven't bought um, through various means and that has actually made me go oh I'm going to buy that so you know swings around about but that was uh, the DC animated movie The Flashpoint Paradox if you're a fan of DC or animated movies um, or The Flash but like I say um, there's uh Batman's in it. Kevin Conroy Batman as well. However, uh there's another Batman, a different version of Batman. Um Superman was in it. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, people like that, they were all in it. Green Lantern. Um Ah oh, uh Nathan Fillion Green Lantern the the definitive Green Lantern um it's one of those things like growing sort of growing up and when I say growing up I mean as a grown-up I watched the Justice League um and there you kind of have like the voice actor cast that is the ultimate voice actor cast um so basically it's everybody who did the Justice League voices like Kevin Conroy's Batman and um I think it's like Tim Daly who did Superman, um, the the lady that did Wonder Woman. Um, I would always have Hal Jordan being voiced by um, Nathan Fillion. So those are like your your perfect um, voice actors for those roles. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. I watched an actual movie, Um, any any of you that tuned out for the DC animated stuff, you can tune back in, Um, however, we're back into what is potentially a bit of a niche, Um, so, I watched a movie, um, did not go into this film with high expectations, and let me tell you why, so the movie I watched was 3 from Hell. So we need to jump back in time. Uh, we need to skip back through time. Uh, three from Hell is a Rob Zombie movie. It's the third in the Firefly trilogy, I believe they're calling it. So, first one was House of a Thousand Corpses, second one was Devil's Rejects, and now they've got Three From Hell. Um House of a Thousand Corpses is, is I mean, the number of stories around that film uh, are legendary. Uh, I think there was a point in time where Rob Zombie wanted to release that movie at, at three and a half hours. Um, and I believe it's Miramax were like, you can't release a three and a half hour movie, nobody will watch it. Uh, so. He had to make some cuts, and then he had to make some more cuts, and they just kept saying it's too long. You need to cut some out. It's too long. You need to cut some out. It's too long. You need to cut some out, which resulted in a film that makes largely no sense towards the back end. Um, it's a it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre homage, Um and those you know those films from that sort of era. Obviously, Rob Zombie's big into um, that sort of genre of movie and he wanted to do a homage Um House of a Thousand Corpses is, is just <coughs> I suppose it's a cult classic at this point in time but it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess it did manage to get a sequel and I think at that point Rob Zombie was like I'm not dicking around with all this making a movie, making a cut, making a movie making a cut And I personally think, other than his remake of Halloween, it's probably his biggest movie, Devil's Rejects. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Devil's Rejects. It's, to me, a really good film, because it's a really good film that takes an existing genre and turns it on its head. It makes the bad guys... Not necessarily the good guys, but you kind of root for the bad guys in Devil's Rejects. Um, so at that point in time, in my eyes, um, Rob Zombie could do no wrong with his filmmaking. Um, Halloween, his remake of Halloween, was actually a really good film, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, the sequel. The second Halloween film that he made. Was not as good. And then we enter what is known. As the Dark Times. So. Rob Zombie made. (sighs) Was it the Lords of Salem? Was that the film was that what it was called it was so rob zombie made the lords of salem in 2012 and in 2016 he made a film called 31 lords of salem was a film that he made i didn't see it for ages and I was proper, it was a proper like, oh, I'm not sure I really want to watch it. I was quite unnerved by the, the thought and the principle of it. Uh, obviously, it's around the, the witch trials, like the, witches, the Salem witch trials. Eventually got around to sitting down to watch it. Years later, like a good few years later, it was, I don't know, three or four years after it had come out. Sat down, watched it. The whole time I was watching that film, I expected like a jump scare or a real big something. It was awful. Um, One of those things where you kind of want to... I kind of wanted to contact Rob Zombie and sort of say, uh, you owe me two hours of my life. It was atrocious. So that was that. Um... Next thing, oh Rob's on when making a new movie. It was sort of like crowdfunded. Um so there was all this sort of stuff you could do <clears throat> and there was various sort of things where you basically you buy stuff, you pay money, various different tiers, you could pay I think as little as five dollars all the way up to the, the thousands of dollars um and that money went towards helping make the movie i got a a bumper sticker which we don't really go in for in this country but i think they're quite big in america um the it was something about it it rhymed but it was like i paid a astronomical amount of money astronomical amount of money for an item. Um, it was. A specific item. For a specific reason. <coughs> it was signed. It looked it looked great. Um, and I was like. I'm happy to pay that sort of money. At the time. I was happy to pay that sort of money. Um, because of what it was. It was a gift. Um, and it was supposed to be. Um. Like quite, quite a special item. And then it turned up. And. Not quite as promised. Um, so I then had to spend more money on top of that. To turn it into something usable. Which I did. And that was that. So I feel that I put quite a lot of money into the making of 31. Um I currently have on my wall in the podcast studio um another piece of uh memorabilia from that time which was a gift to me. Um it's signed by various cast cast members of the Devil's Rejects, Rob Zombie, Sherry Moon Zombie, um people like that. Uh it's still up, but it's still, you know, it still still holds pride of place um so a lot of money went into um between from myself and others uh into the making of the film thirty one again it was one of those an interesting principle around <coughs> um that sort of, that sort of style of film rob zombie style of movie um got a I believe i've got a copy of that i've got a copy of the script as well and i've got a copy of the movie so film turns up it's like right okay time to give this bad boy a watch put it on watched it and no surprises it was absolutely fucking atrocious um by this point I was like, right, okay, so Rob Zombie should not be allowed to make films anymore because apparently he can't make films. Um what would Sam call it? The brain worm has obviously got to him and he just he just lost the ability to make a decent film. So next thing three from hell a sequel gets announced using characters from the Jebels Reject. So I was like, oh okay, you know, probably a bit late to the party and I do believe those characters were dead, but I'll entertain it. Um and it was one of those it went from oh well, three from Hell's come out in the cinema and it was like I think it was 10 days later it was available to buy on Blu-ray, DVD and all that. And I was like, wow, that can't be a good sign. Um, Looked up some reviews at the time it was released. And it couldn't have had a much, a, a bigger mix of reviews, literally you'd read a review, this film is terrible it's awful, don't watch it, Rob Zombie can't make movies, next review five stars, this film's great this film's fantastic, next review, three stars it was okay but next review, this film's terrible, it was just a mixed bag of frogs as far as reviews were concerned so well you know the only way you're going to know is by finding out for yourself so uh (coughs) in the big pile of movies to watch there was three from hell and it was kind of like well there's all this stuff it all needs watching where to start let's crack on with three from hell if i'm honest that was because i did believe it was going to be truly awful having watched the last two attempts from mr zombie i believed that this film was going to be terrible I was also aware that Sig, Sid Haig, who played Captain Spaulding in House for a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects, who was one of the main, who was one of the Devil's Rejects in Devil's Rejects, I was made aware recently that he had passed away, uh, and I know that Rob Zombie spoke about uh, the fact that he is in Three from Hell, but he is in it for like minutes. And I know that at the time they made it, he was very unwell, um, and obviously has uh, has has passed passed away since then, which is sad because he was um, in both House for the Thousand Cops and Double Rejects. He was fantastic. So sat down to watch it. I'm like, this is gonna be shit, and I was pleasantly surprised. I got to the end of that film and I went, okay. what did we learn from this experience, kids? What we learned is, Rob Zombie should only make films about those characters. Because the last decent film, like, really good film he did, was Devil's Rejects. Like I say, Halloween was good, but, you know, it's a remake, isn't it? And Three from Hell was a good film. I enjoyed it. They've had to sort of make up for the fact that they've, you know, they lost a character, so they replaced it with. um, There's a guy that Rob Zombie's been putting in all of his films now, Um, and the only thing I remember him from these days, he's been in all sorts of stuff, but the only thing that ever stands out to me that he is in, Richard Brake he plays he plays what is the character's name in Batman Begins let me just have a look I know this is annoying um, and I shouldn't do it because I know it's annoying but I do want to get it right he was in I said uh, he was in a few episodes in uh, Ray Donovan. I don't remember that. Now oh, there's a TV series. Jesus. He was in Thor: The Dark World as well. I didn't. Uh, well, anyway, that's not what we're doing here. Come on, stay on target. Uh, he was in Halloween 2 You know, a Rob Zombie film. Uh, da, 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 da. Where the hell is it? Come on there, yeah, I, uh, man, why don't I just, why don't I just say things, he was Joe Chill, in Batman Begins, so he was the guy that killed, uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, um, that's the thing that always stands out, apparently going through various stuff there, he's been in a lot of other things, a few Rob Zombie movies, he's very good, I believe he's very good when he's utilised correctly, um, <clears throat> which he wasn't in 31. He was supposed to be like the scariest part of 31 and it just I mean that film just missed the mark in every way shape and form. 3 from Hell on the other hand did not. A couple of things that were a bit um I wasn't really sure how how um a clown turns up at one point and I'm like, where's the clown come from? Like, what situation has brought that clown into the story? But, no, it was, it was what it was. And then I also decided to go to Mexico. Uh, and, they, and then the next thing you see there in Mexico, I was like, uh, uh, how did you get to Mexico? It's set in a different time. It's set, I believe it's set in the seven, well Will it be the 80s by Because it's te- set 10 years after... Devil's Rejects. So is it the eighties at that point? The way that the way one of the characters is dressed would suggest the seventies. Yeah, anyway, I can't tell you when it's set. It might it might have said in the film. I don't know. Um, as I, as I generally say with something I like, if you are a fan of uh, the Devil's Rejects, as well was the corpses. Give three from Hella Watch. Finish the trilogy up, um, but don't take my review because, like I say, it it it's had a mix of reviews. Uh, right, let's talk some computer games. Um, nothing new on the VR front. Um, I had had a little bit of a break on the VR front because I've had some. Uh, I've had a couple of console games that I've been really into which we'll come on to in a minute um but today i did break the uh, break the vr out again absolutely loving pistol whip some of the modifications on that you can have on pistol whip make it super cool i mean it's super cool anyway um but there are ways to make it more interesting um so i've been trying out Putting the hard the level on hard, uh, but then adding like no fail, so it doesn't you don't fail if you get shot too many times, and then putting dual guns on, and that's just loads of fun. Uh, it's like proper like John Wick gameplay. Um, so yeah, back on with uh, VR stuff. Something I will say is. It does feel very much at this point in time that that, that I've kinda that as, as a as a media format, it's desperate for new stuff. Uh, I keep watching videos about oh, you know, this game's coming and that game's coming and, and watch out for this and oh, keep keep your eyes peeled for this. Super excited at the back end of this month. If I don't even think it's the back end, I think it's It might be this week. Or it might be next week. Anyway. At some point this month. Episode 3 of Vader Immortal. Is going to be released. Really looking forward to that. Uh, I know it suffers with. Short campaigns. uh, But as I've said before. The the lightsaber dojo. In the second one. Was worth every penny. Of the £8 it cost. Um. So yeah, there's a little bit of a VR slump um, in the sense that there's nothing new to get. Uh, that's not true. There's been a couple of new games come out recently, um, but they're not games for me. Um, so I have a lot of interest in them. I'm sticking with Pistol Whip, Beat Saber, stuff like that. Um, but... Yeah... It, it needs an influx it needs um, it needs more people working on it uh, but yeah it, it is what it is I can't I can't give you a review of any games because like I, say, I haven't played anything that's new uh, maybe it's me maybe I should be trying other games um, there's still red matter uh, which I think I'll probably end up getting at some point but um, And as we draw towards the end of the year, I will do sort of a bit of a VR roundup of what's been cool. Sort of the top, my top games and that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, that's kind of VR at the moment. Like I say, I can't review anything for you because I haven't played anything new. I've just played stuff that I've already talked about. So let's talk about some console games. Uh... I've had two games that I've been playing in the last week. Um, one's a... One is a story of woe. Uh, and the other one, so far, is uh, not not so much a story of woe. So, <coughs> I think last week I told you that I've been playing Control. Control is a game that I waited to come down in price, which it did. So I I, I got a copy of it. Um, put it on, played it. Um, it did the thing that I really don't like in games. At the point in that game that I truly, truly loved that game, I was like, right, when I do the uh, games, you know, 2019 game review this is probably going to be game of the year for me. I, I, I was loving it. At that point, the game switched on me and I couldn't progress any further because it was too difficult. Now, let me, let me talk about what that means. I play all games on easy, apart from Pistol Whip, getting in there on the... Uh, today I was playing on the hard mode. Anyway... 99% of games I play on easy. Um, that for me means that there are certain games out there that I that aren't for me. Um, Dark Souls is not a game for me. Bloodborne, anything, The Surge, any game like that, that's, that takes after the Dark Souls <coughs> um, genre, that game is not for me, although there's that part of me that wishes it was that's why i've got code Vein. uh code Vein is obviously oh, it's not as difficult as dark souls it's not as difficult i presume but it still has all of the traits of dark souls which in turn makes it difficult so i'm playing control control is a game set in an amazing world um, the people that have made this game have really outdone themselves. So here's all the good stuff. It's a great game. The, the, the weapon, you get one weapon. It's a gun. It's a shape-changing gun. Uh, you can have two different versions of it active at once, but there are multiple different types. You get one that's like a shotgun, one that's like all like pierce armour, one that's just the gun. Uh, one that's like a machine gun version these are all different versions but essentially it's just a handgun it's just like a revolver but its shape changes and it'll do different things different things require different uh, different scenarios require different things so sometimes you need to be able to have like the the one that'll pierce armor whereas sometimes you want the machine gun um you play a female character who turns up to a building in search of her brother, and she has ability, an ability, um, She sounds like this, like a psychic ability. Um, as you spend more time in the game, more and more psychic abilities develop, so eventually you can pick things up and throw them. You can create a shield around you of concrete. Uh, you can do like a dash so you can jump in the air and dash forward all of these things there was a point in this game this is how much i was loving the game there was a point in the game where i was like man there's like a box over the other side of that fence what this game needs is like not quite flying but like a levitate so i could like levitate in the air over the fence land the other side i was like you yeah, know telekinesis and and flight or certainly levitation do kind of go hand in hand 5 minutes later i unlocked the levitate ability and it really did like it made made the, that was the point where i was like i think i love this game i think i'm in love with this game this game is freaking brilliant it's got like the cool weapon it's got all the spe- like the the powers The world, like it's a shape-shifting world. You have to like cleanse the world to put it back into the. it's, It's all set in one building, but the world that they've created is amazing and it's dark and it's gritty and it's this like like I say, it's misshapen. When you get there and you have to like cleanse it of this, the hiss. It's called. So. I'm playing it, and I'm playing it, and I'm playing it. And it's one of those games that I want to play, and I'm enjoying playing it. The whole time, I was like, this game's going to turn on me. This game is going to turn on me. There was a couple of points where I thought I was stuck. There was a couple of times I had to look stuff up on the internet. Now, this day and age, you don't have to do that all that often. Sometimes you do. I actually like it when you have to look stuff up. Like a puzzle. Um, Sometimes you can work a puzzle out. Sometimes you need a bit of help. Sometimes you need a a hint. Sometimes you need just a bit more. I kind of like looking stuff up online. It makes me feel like I'm getting more out of the game. So. I was loving it. But I knew. That it had uh, had the possibility to turn on me. So I get levitate and I'm flying around all over the place and I'm going up and down things and I'm like, man, this game is awesome. I get to a bit, I'm like, this feels like I'm moving towards the end of this game. You know, that's cool. And I went into this room and I started doing something and... I couldn't do it, I couldn't get past this bit, there was too many enemies, too many difficult enemies, too many enemies attacking you in different ways, I just couldn't do it, the worst thing about it, is it's got a checkpoint system so you can't manually save, and the checkpoint points are, really, are spaced quite far apart, and I like there was a point where it's like, I've been doing this for an hour, I've got no further, I've been doing this for another hour, I've got no further, Just over and over and over and over again. Trying to do the same thing. So I'm like that's it. That's it this game is done. And I'm like hang on a minute. This game's got side missions. So I was like okay. So let's look at the side missions. Okay there's a side mission here to go and do... Something to do with a fridge. You gotta go and look at a fridge. Okay, I could do that. I could do that instead. I could do that. Come on, let's go and do that. Because side missions often give you like upgrades or like new powers and get get a new ability, that'd be cool. Let's go and do that. So I travel all the way over to where the side mission was, and I got there, and I'm like, right, let's do this. Let's do the side mission. And I went went to look at the fridge. And then I had to battle a massive monster. So I tried to kill the monster. Oh no I died. Tried to kill the monster. I died. Tried to kill the monster. You know how this one's going. Every time I tried it I died. Or I fell through the floor. Because it punches holes in the floor. Or I just died. Or it took me a while to work out how to try and kill it. But then I worked out how to kill it. So I'm trying to kill it. But then I died. And this was the point, this was the point in time where I was like, this game is done. And and for me, as a inept game player, there are times where I can get to a point where I'll be really enjoying a game. And then I'm like, I can't progress any further. And if it was Demon Souls, if it was a demon Souls-like game. I would expect that to be the case. You know, Code Vein, I got to a point where I had a boss, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to fight this boss with next to no health, you know, not great weapons, and the boss's energy bar fills the entire screen. No freaking idea what to do. It. Oh, I'm dead. Right, cool. And at that part, I was like, I'm just going to put that to one side. There are points in time. I spoke about this last week, <coughs> talking about the difficulty of VR games. If a VR game is is difficult, you literally that is the end of that game. Control has turned on me. It seemed to do it all at once. It just went. Now we're too. Now it's too hard. It had like what what in the games world is like a difficulty curve, and the difficulty curve was above my ability. So that game is done for me. So a game that I was loving. And I do mean loving it. I was going to name it game of the year. I now have to say. That would have been game of the year. But it's not because I can't progress any further. And how sad is that. For me as a game player. And for the people that made it. Because the people that made it. have have genuinely put a lot of. A lot of love into that game. Obviously. (coughs) I think you can still buy it new at full price that says a lot because it's been out a while um, I don't know if it's coming across but I'm really sad about it, I'm like man it was, it was so close I was so close, I felt like I was nearly at the end of it and I just can't progress any further I will go back to it I will have another go but it's one of those that I think I work on the principle that if I can't do it then there's no point in keeping it because it'll just it'll just annoy me so if I can't do it the next time I play it I am going to take it and trade it in because it's it's just one of those things Um, and for somebody who has the extensive game collection that I have that means a lot I told Sam that I was struggling with it at one point. He was like, have you considered that it's because you're rubbish? I was like, oh no, that is exactly the reason. However, it doesn't change the fact that I can't progress any further. That was right at the start of the game. So, to cushion the blow that I felt, the heartache that I felt, losing a dear, dear, dear friend, um, I had to console myself by getting a new game. Uh, and that new game at this point in time ladies and gentlemen is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sorry it's called that's full name Jesus Christ me and the names of things let's go with that Jedi Fallen Order yeah that sounds right um, so it's a big thing obviously uh, EA uh, I presume EA owned the rights to Star Wars as a as a computer game franchise And have consistently churned out garbage. They got into a lot of trouble. When they released the last Battlefront game. Battlefront 2. Because it was just. Give us your money. We don't care what the game's like. Just give us your money. And they got into a lot of trouble for that. I say they got into a lot of trouble. They got into as much trouble as they could. For a massive games company. That don't give a shit about you as a consumer. However. We might have seen a computer game company learn from their mistakes because they gave the the Star Wars branding to respawn the company that brought us Titanfall and Titanfall Two and Apex Legends. Um, Titanfall was fine, Uh, you know. Obviously, it was multiplayer, just multiplayer. Um, So. I could only play it so much. But I did own it and I did play it. I think I still own it. on some, At least a console. Typefall 2 on the other hand. Brought in a single player campaign. And that was kick ass. So Respawn were making a game. They had a conversation with EA. And EA were like. You know something. This sounds very much like a Star Wars game to us. And we'd like to make a Star Wars game. So they let Respawn do their thing. Lot of stuff's come out recently about the fact that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was going to have no multiplayer, no microtransactions. It was going to be a complete game at release. And people were like, I'm sorry, what? Is it not being released by EA? Um, <coughs> <coughs> so it gets released. There was a review embargo on it. Uh, You couldn't release any reviews until midnight day of release. All that sort of stuff. Sometimes that's standard protocol for games these days. um, By the time it was released there was absolutely no way it was getting a bad review. For one reason or another. Um, It works on the principle that... um, It takes its cues from Metroid Prime... And games like Uncharted and stuff like that. Um, You have these worlds that you go to. That you have various different ways of traversing them. You have a lightsaber. You fight with stormtroopers. Aliens. Animals. That sort of stuff. Um, As you progress you can change. The colour and the metal that your lightsaber is made out of. Um, You have limited force abilities I would say. Push-pull... Um, and... You have... Like the ability to slow people down... Which... Seems to just be something that this character can do... Uh, he's got another force ability... But it's not like... Used for fighting... So... Um, I got it... And... Initially I was like... Why would you do this? And why would you do that? Like... It has a button... Like if you want to climb a wall you have to press a button to start climbing the wall. But if you then climb up so far and then jump across to another wall, you don't have to press the button again. He just jumps across and grabs on. So I'm like, why do we need the button? Grabbing onto walls and stuff should be automatic. I don't know why that's a thing. Um, Obviously he doesn't have any, really any abilities to start with. Uh, you unlock wall running, which is obviously something from Titanfall, um, which they've put in this, which is cool. Um, and like I say, as you go on, you get a little robot helper, BD One. Uh, he'll help you heal. Um, there was mentions of Dark Souls. There was mention of Dark Souls type combat, <coughs> but with quote unquote, but without the difficulty. I'm happy to report. That I can see what the, that review means, but it certainly does not have the difficulty of Dark Souls. Um, I would say I'm probably at the back end of this game by now because I've played it quite a lot since release. Uh, it's Monday today. It came out on Friday. I have hammered it, um, but that's fine. You know, I like to I like to get it get it played. Uh, see what it's all about. There have been I can't spoil anything because when a couple of things happened in the game I was like they've done really well to keep that under wraps before it coming out. So I can't tell you, can't say what it is. What I can say is that one of my favourite um Star Wars games was was it called Jedi Knight? I think it was like on the Xbox. I think it was uh, originally on the PC. And I think there was a second one. (coughs) Which gave you the ability to change your lightsabers. Um, You could have a single lightsaber, double lightsaber, two lightsabers, um, so far through the game. And then you could change your fighting style and stuff with your lightsabers and things like that. That was a really, really cool element of that game. It probably made that game in a lot of ways. Uh, you also had the ability to unlock dark force powers. So you've got lightning and stuff. Which this game doesn't have. Um, <coughs> what was the, What were those other two games? Like the other two Star Wars games. Because they won't have been... Oh, Force Unleashed 1 and 2 i also really enjoyed those games uh again another um different take on it because he holds his light. he adds double lightsabers and he holds them backwards cool little take on it i really enjoy the game played them a lot i do enjoy a star wars game uh what i will say is i thoroughly so far i'm thoroughly enjoying this game obviously now i've said that it means that the game will turn on me and become shit or or, or, or i won't be able to progress any further um, I am in a, a whatsapp group with various people uh, those people are not reviewing this game overly highly which I find very strange but they don't like the uh, the metroid aspect or some of the fighting aspects as of it, they don't really like much of it uh, my response to them was well I love it so there. Um so Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, so far has been fantastic. Uh, like I say, that just mean it'll be really bad when I put it on later. Um, but that's 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 it really. That's what I've been doing, playing <coughs> that sort of stuff. I would love to know what it is that makes me feel ill doing this podcast. Every week's the same at the moment. I've got a blocked nose and I've got a tickly cough what is the deal about doing this podcast? I do not know. Um, (coughs) So now that I'm going to start a coughing fit, I'll let you guys go. Um, Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. So there you go, what did you think to that? Another one done, another one in the bag, another week gone. YouTube watchers, make sure YouTube subscribers, like, share, comment, all that. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, send us some love. So that's it for this week. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.